Hello, welcome to the Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV-related news. It's December 21st, 2018. I'm Shannon. And I'm Michael. How was the weekend box office last weekend? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse topped it with $35 million in its opening weekend. The Mule came in second place with $17.5 million, also in its opening weekend. Dr. Seuss's The Grinch came in third with $11, almost $12 million. Ralph Breaks the Internet with $9.2 million in its fourth weekend. And Mortal Engines came in fifth place with $7 million in its first weekend. That must be very disappointing. Look at that budget. $100 million. What's opening in theaters this weekend? Aquaman. Arthur Curry learns that he's the heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis and must step forward to lead his people and be a hero to the world. Directed by James Wan with a screenplay by David Leslie Johnson, McGoldrick, and Will Beale. From a story by Jeff Johns, Wan, and Beale. Stars Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson, Lolf Lundgren, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, and Nicole Kidman. This is the sixth film in the DCEU. An Aquaman film has been in development since 2004 with plans falling through several times. It's at 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't great, but it's solid. 180 reviews already. Yeah, I mean, at least it's fresh. Yep, that's definitely fresh. Also out in wide release, Bumblebee. On the run in the year 1987, Bumblebee finds refuge in a junkyard in a small Californian beach town. Charlie, on the cusp of turning 18 and trying to find her place in the world, discovers Bumblebee, battle-scarred and broken. Directed by Travis Knight and written by Christina Hodson. Stars Haley Steinfeld, John Cena, Jorge Lindenborg Jr., John Ortiz, Jason Drucker, and Pamela Adlon. With Dylan O'Brien, Peter Cullen, Angela Bassett, and Justin Thoreau providing voices. This is the sixth film in the Transformers film franchise. This is a prequel to the 2007 Transformers. It's the first live-action Transformers film to not be directed by Michael Bay, although he is still a producer on the film. Does he talk in this? Is this where we're going to find out why he lost his voice? I don't know. I mean, I feel like in the trailer, it seemed like he still wasn't talking. Oh. But... I mean, this is at 95%. That's, That's really, really, really high. high. Yeah, I mean, I haven't Get been... Get rid of Michael Bay. Good idea. I haven't been that crazy about the Transformer films, particularly after the second one. No, I they mean, were the, all After bad. the first one. The first one, one, was first one was not that bad. It was okay, but... Very disappointing I mean, to me. This might make me want to go back and at least see this one. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't make you want no, to No, it doesn't want to make me back ones. and watch the, the other ones, but it might at least get me to watch i would watch this this. with this kind of reviews i mean 95 percent that's really good yeah mary poppins returns decades after her original visit the magical nanny returns to help the bank siblings and michael's children through a difficult time in their lives directed by rob marshall with a screenplay written by David McGee and a story by McGee, Marshall, and John DeLuca. Based on the book series by P.L. Travers, this is a sequel to 1964's Mary Poppins and stars Emily Blunt as Poppins, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Ben Wishaw, Emily Mortimer, Julie Walters, Dick Van Dyke, Angela Lansbury, Colin Firth, and Meryl Streep. 
This one's at 78%, which is pretty good. It is. Not as so good as Bumblebee. It's not, his, not Lin-Manuel Miranda's music, though, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know if he sings. I assume he does. Yeah, but I don't think he wrote the music. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I want to see this. It looks cute. Yeah, that's really so, cute. Let's see it. Also out, welcome to Marwen. A victim of a brutal attack finds a unique and beautiful therapeutic outlet to help him through his recovery process. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, who co-wrote the script with Caroline Thompson. It is inspired by Jeff Malberg's 2010 documentary, Marwen Call. It stars Steve Carell, Leslie Mann, Diane Kruger, Merritt Weaver, Janelle Monet, Isa Gonzalez, Gwendolyn Christie, Leslie Zemeckis, and Neil Jackson. Sounds like there's some nepotism there. <laughs> it does sound like that. Oh, boy. This oh, one's no, at really? 23%. I don't know. I mean, I thought it looked really, like, depressing and schmaltzy, but I wasn't expecting it to be that bad. No, me neither. This was definitely <laughs> one of the sad movies I think they were referring to on Saturday Night Live in the monologue. Remember that? They were like, you can oh, do the Office yeah. reboot instead of making all these sad movies. Yep. And he was like, I like the sad movies. Yeah. Well, maybe he should cut it out with the sad movies and just do a Office reboot. No, some of them do good. Second act, a big box store worker reinvents her life and her life story and shows Madison Avenue what street smarts can do. Directed by Peter Siegel and written by Elaine Goldsmith Thomas and Justin Zackham. Stars Jennifer Lopez, Vanessa Hudgens, Leah Ramini, Annalee Ashford, Dan Bukatinsky, Freddie Stroma, Treat Williams, and Larry Miller. Even this one's a oh, little wow. bit better reviewed than yeah. Marwen was. Twice this... as twice as good as <laughs> Marwen. This one's at fifty one percent, which is just just rotten. If it was just a few more percentages, it would be fresh. But um probably not that bad. Out in limited release, Cold War. A passionate love story between two people of different backgrounds and temperaments who are fatefully mismatched and yet condemned to each other. Set against the background of the Cold War in the 1950s in Poland, Berlin, Yugoslavia, and Paris, the film depicts an impossible love story in impossible times. This one's at 93%. That's really high. Yep. Sounds kind of interesting. Not as high as Bumblebee. No, not as high as Bumblebee. That is, yeah. That is really high, Bumblebee. They Shall Not Grow Old, a documentary about World War One with never-before-seen footage to commemorate the centennial of the end of the war. Well, this one beats Bumblebee. Oh, 97%. Right. Only two rotten reviews so far out of 61. And finally, zero. The story revolves around Bao Singh, a vertically challenged man who is full of charm and wit, with a pinch of arrogance. Born to a wealthy family and raised in an environment of affluence. Zero does not have a tomato meter. Hmm. Weird. All right, so you'd have to take your chances with that one. Any news since our last show? Yes. According to Variety, Amblin Television has acquired the rights to Akira Kurosawa's acclaimed film, Rashomon, with plans to develop it as an anthology series. Each season 10 episode series would focus on a singular event told from multiple points of view, where each of the main characters provides a unique and different perspective of the event based on their specific and subjective point of view. 
Only by watching each of the episodes and seeing the differing characters' perspectives will the audience come away with the truth behind the mystery. Amazon TV's co-presidents Daryl Frank and Justin Falvey will executive produce along with Atmosphere's Mark Canton and David Hopwood, with Leanne Burton from Opus 7 also executive producing. The original film came out in 1950. This so, is one you're really familiar with, right? Did you read the series or, or something? No, I mean, I'd, I've never actually seen the movie. It's just referenced a lot in a lot of different shows. A bunch of Kurosawa's films were on Netflix a number of years ago. Oh, so this is this was a movie, like, not based on any not that prior I'm, content? No, not that uh, I'm aware um, of. Okay. But, um, I, don't know, I thought it was a book or something. I really wanted to watch it, and a bunch of those movies were on there. Because some of his, some of the other films, like uh, Hidden Fortress, at least partially inspired Star Wars. So I always wanted to watch them, but they're all um, subtitled, and it's rare that I actually sit down by myself and just sit and watch something. So I never actually watch them, but I hope to someday. But I mean, this this definitely sounds interesting to me. Yeah. I assume it'll be in English, so maybe a little easier to watch. Yeah, because you just can't just watch something. You have to be doing something else at the same time, which takes your eyes away from the television. That's correct. That's the problem, really. It's not like you can't read. No, I can. (laughs) That's good. According to Deadline, Disney won a bidding war for 29 dates. The new YA book written by the New York Times bestselling author Melissa De La Cruz. The project is being fast-tracked for the studio streaming service Disney+. The story centers on a 16-year-old Korean exchange student who moves to the United States and struggles against the academic pressure exerted by her ambitious parents, who also set her up on a number of Sion matchmaker dates to meet appropriate young men from Seoul to San Francisco. This sounds like it could be cute, like, to all the boys I've loved before, or really cheesy. We'll see. Maybe you should pick up the book before it comes it out. It hasn't even come out yet. Yeah? Yeah. When's it coming out? Um, really soon, but it's not out yet. Alright, too bad. Can't be a Christmas gift. I don't like all of those types of things. In fact, I usually don't like that kind of stuff, which was why that movie surprised me so much, because yeah. it was so darn charming. I know. Deadline reports NBC has put in development a supernatural drama based on the Black Tapes podcast from Emerald City co-creator Matthew Arnold, podcast creators Paul Bay and Terry Miles, Entertainment 360 and Universal TV. Written and executive produced by Arnold, Bay, and Miles, the Black Tapes adaptation follows a journalist's investigations into the unexplained supernatural mysteries caught on tape by a skeptical scientist. Each week, the two of them embark on a journey exploring the literal and figurative ghosts that haunt them both. Sounds a little X-Files-ish. Yeah. Don't you think? It does. There's a skeptic and somebody else. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it I've never like... heard of this podcast. No, I haven't either. I don't it know. It just seems like more and more podcasts are, uh... Coming TV shows, though. It's an interesting trend. Hopefully somebody's going to option this one soon. (laughs) Could happen. According to The Wrap, Apple has acquired new Peanuts content from DHX Media, who will work with its subsidiary, Peanuts Worldwide, to develop and produce original programs, including new series, specials, and shorts, 
based on the popular characters from Charles M. Schultz. The first of them will be an original short form STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics series that features astronaut Snoopy. So when I saw this, I was concerned, does this mean that they're not going to do another movie? Or is this, or is this just completely separate? I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not going to. It might not be for Apple. Right. I, I don't. I'm. I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah. I bet the the girls will love it. They will. Especially if the rumors are true and all this stuff is going to be free on our oh. Apple devices. Yep. That. I mean, that's awesome. In other items, a sequel to All the Boys I've Loved Before is officially in the works at Netflix. The sequel again will star Lana Condor and Noah Centineo and will be produced by Matt Kaplan and Dougie Cash. Sofia Alvarez is writing the screenplay. Awesome. I can't wait. Netflix Lock and Key has recast two of the Lock siblings, with Amelia Jones and Connor Jessup cast as Kinsey and Tyler Lock, respectively. Only Jackson Robert Scott, who played Bodie Lock in the Hulu pilot, is staying on in the Netflix version. Black Panther composer Ludwig Göransson will be writing the score for The Mandalorian. Netflix has hired writers J. David Stem and David N. Weiss to adapt a remake of the 1950 Jimmy Stewart film Harvey. Have you seen that? I haven't. Me neither. Does something to do with bunnies or something? Yeah. Or a bunny? Yes. That's all I know. Yeah. I only know that because I saw it in the... Uh, title of one of the articles on this. John Boyega is in negotiations to star in A Naked Singularity based on the 2008 novel of the same name. Jay Basu has been tapped to rewrite the screenplay for Battlestar Galactica, Universal Pictures' reimagining of the 1978 television series. Winter State Entertainment is developing a feature film about the courageous activist Rosa Parks. Netflix has renewed The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina for 16 more episodes that will be split up into two parts. Elementary has been canceled by CBS ahead of its season 7 premiere. The Man Who Killed Don Quixote has been set for a March 2019 release in North America. Woohoo! We didn't know if that was ever going to happen. You're going to want to see that. Yes. Benicio Del Toro will voice Swiper in the Dora the Explorer movie. Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan have been cast in the romance Ammonite. David Letterman's My Next Guest has been renewed for a second season. Jennifer Garner has been cast in J.J. Abrams' drama My Glory Was I Had Such Friends for Apple. So that's a, a reuniting of them from yeah. Alias. Yep. What's new to streaming this week? Here are the Netflix originals. Springsteen on Broadway. In this acclaimed show based on his best-selling autobiography, Bruce Springsteen performs acoustic versions of his music and shares personal stories. Three Below, Tales of Arcadia. After crash landing in Arcadia, two royal teen aliens struggle to blend in as they evade intergalactic bounty hunters. Created by Guillermo del Toro. Seven Days Out. Seven Days Out offers an intimate look at the excitement and drama of the seven days leading up to the most significant historical and cultural events in the worlds of fashion, food, space, sports, and entertainment. From Carl Lagerfeld preparing for the latest Chanel Haute Couture collection to NASA's groundbreaking Cassini mission, Seven Days Out delivers unprecedented behind-the-scenes access as we count down to the most exciting events in the world. Back with the X. After years apart, four singles will reunite with the X's they just couldn't forget. But will their past loves feel the exact same way about them? Bad Seeds. Troubled by his past, 
a scam artist who runs a petty racket with his adoptive mom, finds redemption while mentoring a group of difficult students. Bird Box. Five years after a wave of mass suicides decimates the population, a woman and her two children embark on a desperate, dangerous quest for sanctuary. Derry Girls. Set against the backdrop of the Northern Ireland Troubles, this comic series follows a group of friends as they navigate their teens in the early 1990s. Diablero, a supernatural fight between good and evil, unfolds on the colorful streets of Mexico when a priest enlists the help of a crew led by a legendary demon hunter. Perfume. A perfumer with a superhuman sense of smell begins killing female students at a boarding school to distill their essence and create the perfect scent. The Casketeers, a docu-series about the wife and husband team at Wadakari Funeral Services as they work with grieving families in an insightful and emotional way. Ellen DeGeneres, relatable, that's a comedy special. Last Hope, part two, it's a Netflix original. And Tales by Light, season three. Netflix also got Baby Mama, One Day, and The Theory of Everything. On Amazon, Evan Almighty, A Most Wanted Man, Life Itself, a prime original movie. Yeah, you Life... remember that one? It stars Oscar Isaac and Olivia Wilde. Vanity Fair, a prime original series, season one. Hulu got Smoke Signals, Amy Winehouse, A Final Goodbye, Michael Jackson, Life, Death, and Legacy, The Killing, Complete Seasons 1 through 4, Food, Inc., Marvel's Runaways, Complete Season 2. On HBO, Pete Holmes, Dirty Clean, and Blockers. Stars got The Good Shepherd, Moonrise Kingdom, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Before Night Falls, Drop Dead Fred, and Nicholas Nickleby. On disc, Venom, The House with a Clock in Its Walls, A Simple Favor, The Predator, and Life Itself. On digital, Mid-90s, Goosebumps 2, and Axel. So last week we ran a poll. Who was the best Spider-Man Peter Parker? It was a tie. Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland both got 43% of the vote. Andrew Garfield got 14. At least he got something. Yeah, I can't believe it was a tie. It's so clearly Tobey Maguire. I think I the think, listeners must skew young. I don't know. I think that's what I said last week. It would probably be between those two. I don't think anybody is... I'm surprised Andrew Garfield got 14%. When I first looked at it the next morning after I put up the poll, it was only Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland. But I guess I guess there are one or two Andrew Garfield fans. Guess so. I agree it should be Tobey Maguire, but I'm not surprised Tom Holland got a lot of votes too. For this week's poll, we're asking, what's your favorite DCEU film? Wonder Woman, Justice League, Man of Steel, or Batman versus Superman. And I assume Wonder Woman's going to win. I don't I think, think I think so. I don't think the other 3 movies were that well liked. Although I think they all have their defenders. So, we'll see what happens. Is that would that be your vote? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like Justice League, okay. I don't know about the other two. But Wonder Woman was better. Yeah, I think it'd be my vote too. So, let us know what you think Daily Show Pod on Twitter. And we'll discuss the results next week. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily Show. Our Twitter account is Daily Show Pod. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you next time. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas.